What up, everybody? Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. You know I never do the pre-show video, but today I'm here and I'm going to do this video only to ask you to watch the entire interview so you can find out how to help my boy Barry here. And Cody and Barry are now going to tell you about their experience with me, and I'm literally going to disappear like this. Hey, how's it going? My name's Cody Medler, and this is... Barry Ivy. What is going on, guys? Just finished up at Hollywood Unlocked. That was a wild interview. We finally got to tell the people about what we've been doing. We've been working on this documentary where basically we're getting this guy off the streets. He is a homeless guy, but one of the most positive people I've ever met. Man, this guy has got some, he's being shy right now, but he's got some stories. He opens up in the interview, so check it out. Thanks for watching. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. It's your boy, Giovanni Watson. Hold on. And as you can see, like my daddy, well, no, he never came back. We're back in our, <laughs> new, our old studio. Yeah, um, man. You know, for people that were uh, giving us comments and feedback, you know, we really listened to you. We did a poll. 64% of you liked the new set, while the others said, get the fuck out of there. And, you know, it was a beautiful set. It's a beautiful set. But for us... It's a lot going on, and you know I love y'all, but we need a little space between us and our guests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You was too close to me. No, you, you wasn't. I actually enjoyed being that close to you. You smelled good. Thank you. You had good energy. I appreciate that. It just—I don't know. It just so was for, hard to like make eye contact and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? So for the viewers, you just tried to attack me, and I was gonna let you live the show. <laughs> I came in here in my right mind today saying I'm going to let him go. I haven't had an edible. I'm Yo. good. And you tried to attack me and you was confused. Listen, mind the way, people. Jason Lee came in here smelling like a bottle of cologne beat the hell out of him this morning. Um, Did you take a shower all, in that first shit? First of all, let's be clear. I smell extremely good. You smell great. But it was like, God damn. Pepe Le Pew in this Listen, mouth. it's not a lot. It's just, it's a really expensive What, what kind cologne. of cologne is that? Is that by I don't know it's the name. The, it's the Eau de Parfum. It's some shit that I don't, and I don't know. It's French, but it's good. How much it retail for? A lot. Well, I bought four bottles of cologne, and it and it totaled about eleven hundred dollars. Are you fucking? Li you're lying. Well, what? I mean, by the time I got the cologne and the lady put it in the bag and rung it up, I wasn't gonna return bond? it. No, it's not bond. It's, that shit is expensive. It's, it's, it's in Barney's. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Well, you do smell good, Jason. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Mm -hmm. Try. Yeah. Well, we're back. So, so um, what has been going on? Is, uh, just shout out to all the homosexuals out there. It is, um, <laughs> it's Pride Month. We celebrated. Oh, my God. I went, no, I went to West Hollywood this weekend, and I spent time with all of my fellow homosexuals, and we you know, held hands and sung Rainbow Bright songs. It was amazing. No, but on real, real shit. It's, uh, it's Pride Month. And, and uh, just sending condolences to those families who were affected by the shooting in Orlando. Orlando yeah. mm -hmm. to the, you know, the anniversary was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's really good to see people get together. And, you know, one of my friends said, why are they bringing little kids to Pride? And I said, well, yeah. if you raise a kid early to be open minded mm -hmm. and see that the world is more than just, you know, the little apartment you live in, mm -hmm. they'll be they'll be better people. Yeah. And I isn't the point of having kids to make a bet, you know, to give them the opportunity to be a better version of you? You know what I mean? I think so. So I drove through there. It was fucking pandemonium. We were, we were surprised that we didn't see you. I saw Fuck your you. Come, no, there's tons of straight guys at Pride. They I come for the okay. girls. I ran. Through, I, I drove through there. I had a friend that works at Uber Corporate, and she was working an event. And I seen so much type of what in the porn was going on. Well, let's first oh, start yeah. by talking about what Pride is. Pride is a, is a celebration for for uh, gender equality. It's mm -hmm. not about, I mean, yeah, you have the parties and the parades and you have the extraness and the costumes and the performances and alcohol, of course, 
But that's with any celebration. That's with a family reunion. Mm-hmm. That's with, a, you know, your girl had a successful abortion. Whatever <laughs> celebration you're having, when you, come you up have your own, shit. you know, you have your own way of celebrating. And for pride, people come out to celebrate. Dudes was walking out with they, with they welly whackers out, man. Girls had their tatties out. You talk about pulling your dick out all the time. Yeah, but I... And I, you I, ain't doing it for a cause other than being a pervert. <laughs> so... Anyway, so shout out to everybody in West Hollywood and Brandon Anthony for showing us love. Melissa was able to get up on stage and you introduced Lace, who's been on our show. I did. I did. That's good. Yeah, I was was scared. And then I remembered who the fuck I was. And I was like... Okay, let me just get up. So I didn't go to the concerts, man. How was the concerts? How was Kalani? Giovanni, start getting out there and celebrating with your people. <laughs> okay, but let me tell you. I have to tell you a story, okay? Because right. Melissa was there. And let me tell you all something. I've been getting some crazy DMs. People have been sliding in. You know, now that, now that, you know, my star is shining and I'm, and I'm, and I'm getting up it's there. Somebody said, <laughs> that's the right day. <laughs> Keep trying. You got one more joke. Yeah. You got one more joke and I'm going to throw some. And, you know, you have to remember something. You're talking to the receipt king over here. You ain't got I, no receipts, on Giovanni. Why I don't? Oh, I got a folder. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So let me say that uh, I was. Uh, wait, 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 Jason, watch this. This is in my DM. Hey! <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Melissa! I cannot believe you right now. <laughs> it just poked him in the eye. Yeah. So this is for all the guys sending me dick pics, and he got his face in it. Yeah, exactly. Oh shit! I was literally getting ready to respond, but it's not. <laughs> it's a, no. It's Did a you have, have you okay, have a conversation with him? Okay, so let me tell you. So let, let me be clear. I'm all about putting my business out there. <laughs> now that I'm, you know, wilding out, it's getting ready to air, and this and that, or whatever Congrats. the show's doing well. Let me tell you, somebody slid in my DM and said, "Hey, Mr. Lee." Remember when I tried to um, be your roommate back when you lived in Burbank and I gave you a $900 deposit and you never gave it back to me? Um, can I get it back now? And I just replied to him. I said, I don't remember that, but no. Mm-hmm. No, nigga, if I took the $900 back then, why am I going to give it to you now? <laughs> why did you do that to that I'm boy? not reaping this. I'm not paying no goddamn dues from shit I did back in the day. They see you, you know, they see the glow up, so they, they really think you got money out But here, let man. me tell you, at Pride, what happened? So I see Lath, and then I'm sitting back there waiting on Melissa, and here comes this little fairy floating through the party, and I'm like, oh, shit. You remember I had signed up for Tinder? <laughs> he said this fairy. You remember uh-huh. I signed up for yeah, Tinder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing of why I don't do online dating. This is why I slide in your Instagram, because Instagram, I have at least a thousand photos to go through and figure out who the fuck you are. Yeah, what you really look like. What you really look like, who you associate All with. All angles. What your, you got, there's a video, what your, set, what your voice sound like, because mm-hmm. niggas will find a creative angle and niggas will find a creative space to take a picture to make them seem like something different on mm-hmm. Tinder. Mm-hmm. So it's a late night. I'm bored. I ain't got no niggas to fly in. Orbits.com is down in my bank account. It ain't just, it ain't satisfactory at the moment. So I see, I go on Tinder and I find a motherfucker. That was a joke about the bank account. We always good. So I find this person. I swipe right. He swipes right. We're a match. I introduce myself. We talk a little bit. I, inter- I invite him to come to my house. He mm-hmm. comes to my house. I never bring people to my house. This is the first thing I brought. People that I don't know. So he comes to my house. And when he comes in, like immediately, he's like, a little too dainty for me. Mm-hmm. So about 10 minutes into hanging out, I look at him, I go, I shouldn't have did this. <laughs> <laughs> you should leave. You should leave. And you know what he looks at me and says? No. I ain't leaving. Oh, shit. I said, no, you need to leave my house. He thought he was going to move in. No, he did. He thought he was, he, he no, he thought he was going, he thought he was going to get some dick. That's what he thought he was going to do. So I was like, yeah. no, you need to leave my house now. He was like, I'm not leaving. So I basically stood up and said, motherfucker, I'm about to throw you out of my house. Get the fuck out. So I threw him out. Long story short, fast forward, he's at Pride. Mm. 
Mm. Sitting backstage looking at me, and he's in the corner telling people what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So I don't know the version he told him, so I walked over and told everybody the version that really happened. That's so uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable. I was there. I know. And I was... <laughs> so my thing now is I'm no longer on Tinder. <laughs> I've been off Tinder. I gave it a month, and I was done. Really? I didn't smash enough of it. That's why I stopped. Mm. Well, because you have to have more conversation than can I smash. And your community... Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. about you, Melissa? Oh, no. Ever since Lunell. No, I'm talking about your weekend and recap. Oh, okay. I was going to say, but was, ever since Lunell told me to get off Tinder, it, I haven't been back on. It's just, it's a complete and total wrap. And by the way, for all you motherfuckers sending me dick pics, guess what? I show all my girlfriends and I show all my guy friends. Well, and they have that reaction. And I'm going to start posting them on my IG story. No, you'll get your account deleted. Oh. Not if she. No, don't even don't even play with that. It's Damn. not real good for the branding. But, Snapchat, you could do it on Snapchat. But uh, back to Tinder. Tinder is good when you travel abroad. Oh, when you're in Europe, Tinder is amazing. Or oh. Australia or Dominican Republic. You got to use a translator app, but they, it's good. Oh, I haven't used it when, I, when I've gone overseas. Ooh, if you would have turned that bitch on Spain, you probably wouldn't have came back. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There was some hotties in Spain. There was some hotties in Spain. But yeah, no, we were at Pride together. It was I fun. saw that. Well, I'm it glad was, you guys had a great time. Yeah. It was, what did it was, I do? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. What did What did you do? I just won a little money off that Golden State Warrior game. You know oh, what I'm I saw that. Yeah, I won a little money. Okay. So I'm happy about what that. What did you bet? I was just betting random bets that equaled up to two thousand dollars. Like, like, give me an example like, of a random bet. I was at uh, I watched the game in secret with my homies. Somebody would come in and be like, "Yo, I got five hundred on the Cavs," and I'd be like, "Damn, I ain't got that, but I'm gonna take a chance." Right now, on me, I ain't got it. And I bet it. And I won that. Then another game would be like. On game four, you somebody no, had no, the Cavs? No, no, I'm talking about from game one. Oh, and, okay. And game, okay. Game, four, game four, somebody had the Cavs. Okay. You know, but if you if the Cavs had won, that was going to be a big win for a lot of people. Okay, so question. Does this even interest you? Because it's been the same teams in the playoffs like for the last hundred years. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm going to tell you why I care. One, I'm from Northern California, so it's great to see the Oakland, you know, Oakland Raiders and Oakland Warriors. Um, have struggled for a long time. Not that I even watched Wait, o- the Oakland Warriors. I mean, Golden, Golden State. State. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, they're Oakland, yeah, so right. they're yeah. the Golden State Warriors. I, know I was like, was State. it a name change? And I just no, no, wasn't no. aware. Well, I call them the Oakland Warriors because they're they play they're, in the Oakland. Bay Area. They and do. Oakland. I'm from Northern California. Yeah. So, so Golden State and the and the Oakland Raiders have not historically won a tremendous amount of uh, mm-hmm. uh, championships. Mm-hmm. So to be able to see them going back to back and winning, well, I think they've won what three Two. now out of five. Yeah, no, they won something like five. Yeah. And why I'm really excited, I've been texting Swaggy P all week. Yeah. I'm so proud for him it's and happy for him. And he, what I love about Swaggy, first of all, I just I just love his energy and his, his attitude Me and too. everything about him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really like is watching him get out there off that bus and, and be with the people and celebrate with the people and be as petty as he want to be. He's so petty and I love he it. He said he went from being snitched on to putting his ring on. Listen, and Azalea <laughs> did not like that. But I no. did love the fact that he's so... Just he's just living his best life. So he wants to come on the show. We're trying to figure it out. He's going to Miami and Paris for vacation Dope. and fashion week. But he's definitely coming on the show. And I'm so Dope. happy for him and everybody Dope. else out there. Not to Dope. say that I'm not happy for Golden State, but it's just I'm just thinking like in terms of competitiveness, you know, lo- loading up these super teams just so the same ones go to the playoffs every single year. I mean, like, how is that exciting for for fans? I, I can't see it. Well, let's, so. talk, let's talk about your so-called king. Well, LeBron, from what I heard, the little birdies told me he's coming to the Lakers. I don't. Yeah. I highly doubt that. Okay, so where do, what um, do you person, think he's going to do? Excuse me. Stay? A person really, really in the biz told me he's coming to the Lakers. 
I don't know where I could see him, but I highly doubt he's coming here. So he's definitely leaving Cleveland. He's leaving. You Cleveland. see the way he was going off. On, oh, well, I mean, quit on his team. Well, here's the deal: when he left Cleveland the first time, fans were pissed because they felt like he abandoned their city. And he mm-hmm. came back and he won a championship there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now the depart. fact that he has no squad, they got to let him go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's going to leave. He's going to end up here in Los Angeles, and it's going to be interesting because we're going to have another Kobe era. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. We'll see. Oh, guys, listen. You know I love you guys, right? I'm always thinking about you. Something, okay. you know. Would you buy me? I got you something that I know you're gonna love. Don't okay? forget, I still have editing power in this show. I know, but okay. you're gonna love it. Just so if you pull a dildo out, lick it before you hand it this. This way. is from Pretty Paid and Petty, which you both are. And I think you're gonna love it. Oh, that's it. cute. I like that. Wait, yeah. wait. Side note: We can keep talking, but hold yeah. on. They gotta pay for this. No, no, no. These are free gifts. No, no, it's not. Yeah. This is not free promo. They gotta pay oh, for this. You don't have to put up just for you. I want to show them giving you gifts. No, but listen. Listen, you're gonna love it. I hope that's the donut. That's no wait. That's hers. That's the crop top. That's for you. My bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is yours. You Thank got you. the crop top. My bad. Although I would like to see Jason in this. <laughs> so it would be hilarious. Yo. But yeah, that's Thanks. the weekend. You know, so that's, that's I cute. I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. Pretty paid and petty. I need a check. Yeah. <laughs> what is for you? Where would okay. you? Well, thank you for that. That was amazing, Gio. And so what else did you do this week? You just hung out? Yeah, I went to McFit's birthday. Who? Mac Fit, he's a trainer. Don't know who that is. Yeah, but um, everybody was in there like just nobody important. And then I just still wow, they f- you just lost a whole lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, listen. Um, one thing I did forget to mention, I did have two friends come in town. Well, one friend and then his friend came in town from Canada, and we had a good good weekend, a good weekend weekend. But so I was riding down the uh, down the Pacific Coast Highway to Malibu with my friend uh, and his friend, mm-hmm. and the Uber driver. Young white dude named Cody Mm -hmm. started telling a story about how he loves to give back. And so I started asking him questions because that's naturally what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. And he's telling the story about how he works with and supports a 60 year old African-American homeless person. And Mm -hmm. he's telling me how Obama had so, you know, he's drawing the comparisons between Obama and Trump and how Obama Mm -hmm. has done a lot of great things for the homeless community, resources that people don't know about and Mm -hmm. his mission is to bring awareness to this. And so here I am with the platform having mm-hmm. the conversation. So I keep asking more questions. And I just really loved his humility and I really loved the story. And I love the fact that what he's done with this man has crossed color lines, age lines, mm-hmm. everything, socioeconomic mm-hmm. lines, and mm-hmm. the fact that he just genuinely wants to help and has wanted to help this person, but more importantly, raise awareness for all homeless people. And we all know that there's a major homeless uh, issue here in, yeah. in, in Los Angeles. So I've invited him on the show, and he's going to come today and tell the story. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, so yeah. he should be here. Um, he Hopefully he's Ubering his ass over here as we speak. <laughs> so we're going to get to some music, and we'll be right back with Cody and his friend. And I had talked a little bit in the opening about this weekend where I was riding out to Malibu with some friends and had a casual conversation Uber uh, in an Uber um, with one of the drivers, uh, Cody. And um, here he is, so Cody Medler and Barry. Barry, what's your last name? Ivy. Okay, because I was going to call you MC Hammer, but I guess we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> hi, hi, Cody and Barry. Hey, How are you guys? Hello. hello. So, uh, guys great so, to be here. Thanks for having us. Of no course. Problem. So listen, Hollywood Unlocked, we have all types of interviews. Typically, we interview celebrities. And a lot of celebrities come on to promote things, movies, music, and whatever. But, you know, this I thought was, you know, an interesting <laughs> conversation. And Cody, you know, just to kind of catch the viewers up, I got in the Uber. We were on our way to Malibu to go have a great day at the beach. Mm-hmm. And you and I started talking 
Um, and somehow we ended up talking about Barry, but more importantly, just the difference between Trump and Obama and the resources available to people who have um, become homeless or found themselves in a homeless situation. So do you want to talk a little bit about our conversation and kind of how it evolved into where we are now? Right, definitely. Um, man, this is, by the way, both our first times uh, coming on a radio show. This is very exciting. Very awesome. Welcome. Stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, well, we first started talking, you guys got in the car, and you guys, I could tell, were ragers from the start. Uh, <laughs> you're with some buddies who were feeling pretty good. You know, they were feeling loose. And, they were uh, smoking weed in the back of the car. Oh, they were, okay. well, maybe they were smoking some weed. It's in the back. But don't write that on my Uber report. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Five stars. And, right. Okay. Six, Definitely. Exactly. Um, but uh, we started talking about how... You know, this world is, we, we got some serious talk in the car. Uh, maybe it's fresh off the blunt. I don't know what it was, but. Uh, <laughs> but we started talking about how challenging times are with Trump in office. And then in particular, it was when you brought up Barry and the Obama phone that a lot of people don't know about, that there are resources out there for um, people who are homeless to be able to stay in touch with loved ones, to be able to get aid or to, to care for themselves. Um, and so that's, I think, that's where I remember we started talking. Yeah. Um, so there are all these uh, government subsidies that uh, government or er, that homeless people can apply for, mm -hmm. right? There's uh, general aid, social security. You can get food stamps. You can get bus tokens. There's tons of shit mm -hmm. that you can apply for. Mm -hmm. It's just um, the application lines are are so long, like the waiting queue. For example, we applied for social security for Barry back in November, and it just got confirmed. Um, about like eight months later, mm -hmm. you know, and that was only because we constantly were pestering them and sending in emails, calling in lots of people apply. And then there's just so many people who apply to these things that, uh, they just get lost in the numbers. Mm -hmm. The but main, you, the main, you, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the main housing program that, uh, essentially the government recommends is called HACLA, mm -hmm. right? When you get out of the DPSS, which is department of public social services, um, so when you apply for general aid and then you get social security income, um, you can no longer do these government uh, or the government housing through general aid. You got to apply through HACLA. HACLA has a 10 to 15 year waiting period. Jesus Christ. And dude, this is the number one program that they recommend straight out of the DPSS. And all these homeless people, you know, they're finally, they made it to the end, you know, like they're getting social security, it's coming in. Hackla is about to go or about to get into an apartment. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you keep calling in and eventually you get to talk to somebody who keeps it real with you and is like, yo, look, it's going to be 10 to 15 years. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it's like, dude, uh, like you should have told me this at the beginning so I can, uh, you know, plan for this. Um, so let me ask you. So and you and Barry, how did this relationship, because it's a unique relationship, you know, you're young and white, you know, you're wiser and African-American. How <laughs> did you two meet and how did you two get here? To where we are. Let me hear from Barry. Yeah, yeah. Barry is way cooler, so he should. Oh yeah. Um, I was panhandling in, in in front of a restaurant, and I saw Cody, and I I asked him, did he have any change? He didn't have no change. He, he wanted to know how I got in my situation, and I told him it was a long story. You know, I had been little drugs and in and out of jail, and I ended up where I am right now. And he asked me um, how how. How can I, um, you know, 
get out of this. I told him I needed an ID. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no ID because I didn't have any, uh, b- a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. So he did something on his phone. Uh, you know, I'm from the old school, so I'm not <laughs> phone So you haven't, you haven't caught up yeah, yet so with Instagram we. and all that I'm yet. I'm still with the rotary dog. Barry, we're okay. right there with you. <laughs> oh, Barry, we got to catch you up. The rotary's been gone for you. Hey, hey, but I, I, I'm getting used to it on, on my Obama phone. Okay, okay. Uh, anyway, he, he took my information down and... Um, he, my, you know, he came and told me a, a few weeks later, you know, that he found my mom. Wow. Mm. You know, my mom had passed. I didn't even know it. Jesus. Wow. Being in the streets, I didn't know it. And um, he finally got my birth certificate. From when he got my birth certificate, he took me down to uh, the DMV and got my, my ID. Mm-hmm. From there, he took me to the Social Security and got my social security card. Mm. And from then on, I went to um, the DPSS office. I could have never done any of this without him because, you know, the, the resources are available, but, you know, it, it's, it's time consuming and the travel going here. And, you know, I had two I, two identities because years ago when I was in, um, went to jail, um, I gave him a bogus name. Mm-hmm. When I got out, I didn't have no ID, so um, they asked me what, what was my name. I told them it was Michael Ivy, and so that was the name that they gave me um, an affidavit to go to get my ID. Mm. And so that was the name that I used all those years, Michael Ivy. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going to apply for for this um, Social Security, they would not do it because I had I had to. Two different IDs, mm-hmm. two identities, mm-hmm. and um, I had to eliminate one of them. So that was a few days in, in doing it itself. Mm. But it added on to the whole process, you know. Uh, just because we got flagged for fraud, like the instant we stepped into that building, mm-hmm. um, they it just took extra weeks on weeks on weeks, and mm-hmm. it was providing more documents, you know. Um, we would hit homeless shelters. We mm-hmm. hit a church, um, all th- things. They would sign papers saying that he was homeless and his name is actually Barry Ivy and mm-hmm. he lives out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, man, it's just, uh, it's been a long time coming. He's finally got social security coming in. Um, the whole identity issue has been solved. Mm-hmm. We have, he's back to Barry Ivy <laughs> for good now. Um, we got an apartment well, on the way very, very soon. Perfect. Well, let me ask you this. You've been, you know, like Jay said, you're, you're a white man. This is a black man. Yeah. What draw you to him? Like, what, what made you? Because you didn't have to do any of this. It's hard enough for just the regular person going to, like, you know, stand in a DMV line and, yeah. and deal with the bureaucracy that is, you know, government agencies for yourself. For you yeah. to do that for somebody else, you know, it's it's all of us yeah. are just kind of like you know, a little in awe of that, uh, you know. Definitely, he- dude. So what what drew uh, you to him? I'm very flattered. I don't even know. Um, it's man, I am just a me my, as a person. You know, I'm a chance taker. I just kind of go all in uh, when I get an opportunity. When I see something, you know, that I can do in life that could actually make a difference. I saw Barry and, you know, the main thing that was stopping him was like ordering a little birth certificate, you know, and having a place to order it. Um, And then that could lead to so much more. And I don't know, my freaking, my mom talks to literally every person, like 
at the grocery store, you know, you walk outside, you're talking to the person next door. Um, I kind of have adopted that philosophy. Mm-hmm. And Midwestern to, sensibility. Yeah, I'm St. from Louis. Missouri. Yeah. You already know. What's yeah. up? Oh, you from St. Louis? <laughs> I'm from Indiana. I was good, bro. So, so, you, so you said, Barry, you said you were panhandling, but you were, were you selling art? Were you selling paintings? Yeah. Um, Cause that's different than panhandling, right? But I was doing both. I was actually okay. for, for, for McCain. <laughs> Barry said, "Nah, nigga, I was doing both." Was if you don't like the painting, just give me some money. Money, I need money. <laughs> and so, what, so you know, I was saying to my, I went to uh, dinner with friends in my team last night. We were talking, and I was saying, you know, I was really humbled by meeting you. You know, and I, I meet a lot of people, and I'm not the. I'm not the most social person when I meet people because I have my own agenda and my own plans and I get mm-hmm. up every day and I have a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about our conversation was, I think, not just um, the humility to be able to help another human being. And two, what I was saying to my team is that there are times I think we all, all of us, have walked by somebody homeless and have treated them worse than we would treat an animal we see on the street. Mm-hmm. Meaning we would sure. we will stop and pet a dog, we will stop and talk to a dog, mm-hmm. um, but we won't even acknowledge another human being. Ooh, that's deep. And so when I thought about this story, I'm just like, you know, you you didn't have to do it. But more importantly, from your generation and having gone through maybe discrimination from before even being homeless, just the, the prison system is discriminatory. The life in general as a, as a young African-American man back when you were younger, you know, this is a unique relationship. So my question is, is how did you both get to a place where you saw each other as human beings and not all the other things on top. Well, initially, because, you know, there's so um, so much target for the homeless people trying to um, steal identities. At first, that's what I thought he was trying to do, steal my identity. <laughs> Asking me all these questions, my social security number, my mom's maiden name, and so forth. Like, uh-uh, hold up. And, but he, he really surprised me because... Um, it, 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 I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't have done this without him. There's no way. Um, so he left but, you, um, and at the same location, and came back a few days later, and you were at the same spot. Yeah, I'm always at that spot, and he, he comes there quite often to get him something to eat. And so um, mm-hmm. every day he he would tell me. At first, he told me, "Hey, um, there's been a, a problem because the hospital where you were born." got burnt down, so I'm going to have to keep trying and do something else. And he, he kept literally trying for at least a month before before he came up with my birth certificate. It took him yeah. a month to get it. I know. It was, I'll, I'll say this. It was one of these, uh, like I said, it was such a random exchange that I started talking to Barry, and I did not foresee, I didn't foresee this, where we are right now. Um, yeah. I just started talking, and I didn't really realize the full engagement Mm-hmm. of what it was going to be until we started getting into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so once once we really started, uh, you know, meeting up and we were planning to hit the DPSS at this time and we had agendas and, you know, um, that's when we just started hanging out a ton. And although Barry is the one who, you know, <laughs> is getting the apartment, who is getting the money, I have just really gotten a different just... Uh, perspective on my own life um i just feel like i have so much because barry like i've just seen where he lives and what he's been going through and he doesn't have that much and he's always the happiest dude out there always smiling making friends and it really makes you think you know like just having a roof over your head at the end of the night is fucking fantastic all right 
<laughs> Gio, you look like you've been working out, buddy. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> I've been working out, man. That is great to hear. I've been so busy, though, filming and doing all those other things. I haven't had a chance to really get to the gym. But I have been using my Beachbody on demand account. Let me find out you guys started with Beachbody. I thought I was going to be like the only one in here using this thing. I've no. been a fan for years. Like when they, when you got the whole pack of DVDs, the P90X, mm -hmm. the Insanity, like I've been a fan for years. So the fact that it's streaming online is mm -hmm. just like, it's super awesome for me. Because sometimes I don't want to do a 45 minute uh, routine. I don't want to do an hour long routine. I ain't got that kind of time and I definitely mm -hmm. ain't got that kind of energy. So I want to do like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So I, this is just so convenient for, you know, for me. And it's got like the best programs, hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels. So if you're a beginner, you're fine. If take, you're take a breath. Have you been working out and using your beach body on demand, Jason? Lee? No, I've been on the beach with other bodies. <laughs> okay. So just understand, I got the extended version. Right. Well, if you go little nigga here and a little nigga here. <laughs> well, if you go on beach body on demand, you will get your body beach ready. You know, so that's that is the plan. So we really want you to try this service because we want you guys to, you know, find live your best life. So, Gio, what program are you using? Me, I'm using the P90X. And how what how what's the experience like? That's in it's it's in it's <laughs> just say it's awesome. It's don't, awesome. don't 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 try to use say a awesome. big word. It's the bones in your mouth. <laughs> Get the bone out your mouth. It's it's what's the string what's the word? So strenuous? It's strenuous? No, it's like very strenuous. It's hard as hell, okay? okay Using P90X is very hard as hell. Sometimes simple is best. But you, you know? get the best instructors, like Sean T, he's a good friend of mine, and you get, you know, Charlene Johnson, Tony Horton. You need to get on one of these. Listen, apps. let me tell you something. My ex used to use, used to use uh, not Beach Bite, <laughs> but do the insanity. Mm -hmm. And I used to just watch him do it. Because he'd be sweating and everything, and it was so sexy. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. you didn't feel like joining in? I tried when he went to the gym one day and I almost died. But I am going to get to Beach Body at some point. Okay. Uh, but right now I got to get rid of all these bodies on the beaches. All right. Well, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text UNLOCKED to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free. That means all the workouts, nutrition information, support, totally free. So just text UNLOCKED to 303030 for your free trial membership of Beachbody On Demand. So, um, so Barry, what I'd like to hear from you and just being a voice for the voiceless, um, what has the experience been like being homeless? You live at a, behind a car wash, correct? For almost 20 years, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. And so, and so what is the experience like being homeless? And I, and, and I just, I just ask the question because I don't think people really have that conversation. Yeah. Like a day to day kind of thing. It's, it's hard, mm -hmm. but, God's got my back. You know, it's, you know, I think during the daytime when the car wash is open because people are around. It, you know, at nighttime it's dangerous, it's closed, nobody's around, and anybody can come and do anything. So I sleep during the daytime, you know, first of all. You know, and um, you know, I did what I did when I was younger, but I'm a better person now that I got older, and I'm a good person. How, and, how old are you now? I'm 57. I'll be 58 soon mm -hmm. in September. Okay. And, you know, I don't have any enemies. You know, my only enemies that I have are Mother Nature and the Trash Man. I'll tell you about <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Okay, the Trash Man, because 
He beats me to my recycling sometimes. Oh man! Yeah, and I hate that. So sometimes I'm in a dumpster and a and a, and a, um, a trash truck will literally come right there, and I have to get out to allow him to empty the stuff that's inside. Mm-hmm. My other enemy is the rain. Mm. It. See, I mean, you guys have ever tried to sleep um, on something wet mm. and it's cold outside? You know, the only thing that's not wet is, you know, where you're laying up underneath you. If you move an inch, that part is going to get wet. Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's been hell, you know, that part. Um, eating eating is not such a such a hard thing because I, when I'm panhandling, I'm usually in front of a store or a restaurant, and people who, who won't don't have money to give me, they'll usually buy me some something to eat mm-hmm. so eating is not that bad but so let's you're, you have your teeth in your hand and i know like i wanted to get into that did you just get the teeth back because what to, talk let's talk, talk wait talk to us talk wait talk to us really quick about what happened with your because you helped him get his dentures right and what happened um so basically uh it is awesome usc Dental school has a program where they get homeless people um, free dental work. That's amazing. Oh, that's so dope. That's super, awesome. super cool. <laughs> there right. you go. That is half of the product. He had, Barry Strait hey, had Barry. the other half. <laughs> oh my God. He's only got the top half in at the moment. Um, basically, when, dude, when you are homeless, you don't have a door, you don't have walls. Anybody can come into your place and just steal your shit. Mm-hmm. And there was a hater who jumped behind uh, that car wash wall and jacked freaking Barry's bag. Didn't even have any money in it, just had the bottom half of his dentures. He didn't know that he was stealing my dentures. He thought he had some valuables in in it, but it happened to be the bottom part of my dentures. I bet you when he opened that bag, he was hot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's like, what am I going to do with this shit? Exactly, man. uh, People people donate me um, clothes and, and, and so forth, and, you know, people come and they steal them from the homeless. I think that's... Yeah. That to be the lowest. Still well, from somebody who don't have nothing themselves. Mm. You know, that, you know. Well, we'll, we'll get to close in a minute because I have a, a friend who owns a company called Fashion Nova and they just launched a brand, a male <laughs> version, men's line, Fashion Nova Man. So we're going to get you a bunch of clothes. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do some <laughs> other stuff. We're going to do some other stuff. But let me ask you, what what, keep, oh, shit. what keeps you so positive? Because yeah. I stress off of shit and I got money and I stress off of I just be stressing and I'd be sitting in the home later. It's just like I'm going to just die because I'm stressing. But then I look at you and I look at you and and I'm just like, it's yeah, it's really it's easy. Very to, humbling. Yeah, it's really easy to forget, just, to be, you know, grateful for like the things that we take for granted. And then we meet somebody like you and it puts everything into perspective. So well, just knowing that it gets greater later, you know, and I, when I look at my situation and I don't care how bad it is, I know that it could be a lot worse. Mm hmm. It could be, you know, I could not have no legs or mm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I'm in this situation, but, you know, it could be a lot worse. And, and, and that's what keeps me keeps me going, knowing that it's not worse and it could be. OK, wow. so a, a question related to, you know, just kind of uh, health care and being on the streets. Um, have you experienced any, you know, major health issues while you've been living on the streets? And, you know, how how does that work? Like, 
How does that work for somebody who's, you know? It, it's a mind thing with me because I believe that if you open yourself up to believe in something, that you're susceptible to something, then you are susceptible to it. And I believe a lot of the elements that I, I'm just it, just, it can't hit me. Okay. I don't allow it into my being. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't allow it into me and, you know, I just don't. That's awesome. I'll say this. He does wow. keep the mentality strong. And that's, like I said, that's, that's why he is the soldier. He's the man. Every day when we, you know, go on these five-hour adventures to the DPSS just to, you know, get refused, just to get hit with fraud, just to whatever it was, I'd be dropping him off and, like, I'd be, like, kind of down, you know, like, damn, it's not, I don't know what's happening, man, sorry. And mm-hmm. he'd just be like, it gets greater later. Hey, I'm going to start living later. I mean, yeah, dude, you know. he's got, it's so many quotes. It's so great, but... uh <laughs> So our it, friend, our friend, Director X, has a new movie out called Super Superfly. Superfly, yeah. And y'all came in here, both shirts unopened, his nipples, <laughs> and, you know, the chocolate say, and vanilla. Y'all sure. just so cool, you know. Hey, but you know what? It wasn't like this two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it, it looked like and smelled like I was homeless. Mm. Mm. But when I got got my new money, got my money, <laughs> I, I went and got my hair done, <laughs> got me some new clothes, got me, you know, I, I, I got me a few days in a, in a a room for a few days and got a chance to shower for a few days and mm. you know bought me some jewelry and you know, cosmetics. Right. So got my hair done. So so, get back. so another friend of mine, AJ. Another friend of mine, AJ Rilan, who I'm just thinking of. He has a he has a uh, um, he he does something a movement called hashtag lunch bag. I'm going to connect you with him. And they basically what they've done is they started this movement that every Sunday, every last Sunday of the month at the parlor on Melrose and people listening, you should definitely stop mm. by and either donate or participate. They all come in with tons of food and stuff and they make lunch bags mm-hmm. for the homeless. Mm-hmm. So definitely want to plug you guys in with them. And, and I'm going to follow, of course, what you all are doing, but I'm going to ask a little bit, a, a couple more things. So for people out there who, and this is for Barry, and then for you, same question for both of you. For people out there who, um, you know, see homeless people on the street, what advice would you give them for how to see past the perception of homeless people to see the person? I just imagine it was somebody that you loved because... Um, I have somebody that loves me. I have a sister. I have a brother, you know, and uncles and aunts. So just imagine it was somebody that you love, not just a stranger. Maybe you don't have somebody that you know who's in this situation. But, you know, imagine if it, if I were your son or your nephew or your cousin, you know, how would you feel? Or if it was just them in general as well. They would make, it, would make a mm-hmm. it would make a difference if it was someone that you knew and that you loved as opposed to, you know, someone that you're not connected with. It and then make a big difference. And then for you, um, for you, Cody, it's it's one thing to put a dollar in a bucket or to buy somebody a sandwich, but to actually go back and check on them, take them to appointments, help them find out that their mother's passed, that uh, they've searched their social security number and get their birth certificate, and to really invest in mm-hmm. another person that you don't know, that you have no obligation to, and that you really don't have to help. What what is it that you could tell people? Uh, you know, that they can do to see past the homeless person for the human being that they can help. Yeah. Um, dude, like I said earlier, it's just, it was so rewarding hanging out with Barry. I just have gained so much. Um, you, you said earlier when you see a homeless person, sometimes it's just the lack of acknowledgement. You just look past them as if they're not even there, you know? I know a lot of people do that shit. We um, all have. Mm-hmm. And hanging with Barry, I kind of see it from his eyes. You do you know? guys ever smoke together? 
Um, no, I always offer, but he's always like, dude, I'm, I'm chill. Dude. I'm trying to stay drug free. That's okay. good. That's, good. that's what's got me in, in the situation. So I'm trying wow. to, you know, if I smoke weed, then then I'll get to liking it. So then I want something else, and I want something else. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to stay. Selling like my grandma. The exact reason why I don't smoke weed. Barry, are you originally from California? I'm from Ohio. Originally. You're from Ohio. Midwest as well. Yeah, but I've been here. I've been out here since 1970. Okay, and you know my family has all since moved away, but I'm I'm too scared to go anywhere else because it's all I know. I mm. understand. Do Do you remember uh, your first day or evening where you you would resign yourself like I'm homeless, I have nowhere else to go, and and this is just it? Do you know? Do you remember what that felt like? Yeah, I do. What was that like? I I, I was living with this this guy mm-hmm. on he's he's a infamous guy he had a big mansion on third and muirfield with all the statues his name was norwood young and i was living with him mm. you probably know him i know norwood mm-hmm. oh he was a character but anyway you know i got into it with him mm-hmm. and um i um i didn't want him to know that i didn't really have nowhere to go but i didn't mm-hmm. but i couldn't let him treat me the way that he thought that he could treat me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I had a, a bird and I walked out of his house with that bird on my shoulder with nowhere to go. I'm leaving that room and all the luxury, but I, I, I couldn't let him see that I was gonna fall for that. And mm-hmm. I, I walked down Santa Monica <coughs> um, and I saw a park, mm-hmm. it was Coenga Park. I didn't know it was Coenga Park, but I saw this park. It looked like it was a nice place to sleep. And it was middle of the night. The grass was dewy, and I lay. I put my bird inside my coat and laid down with sleep. And that was the first recollection recollection of homelessness that I can remember. Mm. And and what was it that prevented you from digging yourself out of that hole? Then was it then just life took its course, and you just one circumstance of an uh, after another led you to continue the the lifestyle? Well, at at first. It felt good in a way because, you know, no worries. I had good things coming my way, but then I had, I, 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 I had a sense of no responsibilities. I didn't have no obligations. I didn't have no bills to pay. You know, I could sleep as late as I wanted to sleep. You know, I can do what I wanted to do. So you found the positives in it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it was good being homeless. At first. At first. Okay. At first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, you know, once you get away from society and you want to get yourself back together, you know, they want to know where you been, what you've been doing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you, you know, if I was 18, you know, I can go anywhere, but it was hard being, being my age, going somewhere, trying to, I couldn't even look for a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in jail. I had been out of society for a few years, you know, I, I, I know I lost my teeth and everything, and <laughs> nobody want to hire me. Look, scaring my customers away. Yeah, know? but you have great personality, and you're bubbly, and you you have uh, I mean, you have great personality. Mm-hmm. They don't see that. Mm. You know, you you can't. Do see you my- feel like people just judge from just the outside immediately? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. When I'm with when I'm with Cody, sometimes, and we go into places. You know, one time we were. Um, in, in a restaurant or somewhere, and we were going back just to use the restroom or get some water or whatever the case was, 
and the the, the the lady came by the, from behind the counter immediately, you know, wanted to know what were we doing, you know. Didn't ask none of the other customers who were going in the same direction where we were going, you know, what were they doing back there, but because they saw, she saw both of us going to the ward the back, she wanted to know what was our purpose for going back there. So before before you were homeless, you remember what people, how people treated you, and then you know how people's treated you since. Is there a distinct difference? Yeah, well, um, this, um, I was, um, believe it or not, I was doing the MC Hammer lookalike, so a lot of people looked up for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, that, can't, you can't see it now. But well, I haven't seen MC Hammer in a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of see it. Yeah, I can see it a little well, bit. So were you doing, like, the dances and everything? The whole shebang. Really? Yeah. Well, this is Hollywood. You can go to Hollywood Boulevard and be anybody, really. Michael yeah, Jackson's out there but right now. I'm too now. old now, but you know what? He is probably as old you can, as I am now. You can give a good Sammy Davis Jr. right now. You think so? Shaboing Moing Man. Oh, yeah, of course. He <laughs> did not say Shaboing Moing. It's funny you say that because one of my eyes is messed up too. Simple context. So you were going to say something, Cody? Uh, well, it, it was just, he was pointing at the eye. We were talking earlier, like, are there health effects and stuff? Like, I mean, he's lost vision in his right eye. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be like oozing some days. Like, I'll pick him up and uh, they're just... All these little things that... So have you taken them to get like a full physical checkup? Yeah, we got the physical. We got the mental evaluation. Um, We actually got an optometrist uh, on the way because he's got LA Care, which is a healthcare plan for homeless people if you apply. Um, It just takes, you know, driving across town, waiting in a long-ass line, maybe coming back the next day, maybe even the next day. What's the plan to get Barry out of the streets? Like, okay, now that we're here, because we don't just want to do a show... Yeah, I mean, because, yeah. like, actually, we don't follow a lot of people, but we I'm going to follow. I'm going to ask my team to follow this. You need to play. Be, because, I mean, you know, I know a few people. I'm sure we can figure mm-hmm. out some things to help you. But yeah. what 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 is um what is the plan to get him out off the streets? Hell, uh, man, that's actually, too, uh, why I was stoked to have met you, because I feel like we might be able to reach somebody out there who might know uh, a good step right now. Um Pretty much Barry is getting essentially a thousand bucks every month on social security. Um, so the plan is to find some cheap housing. I've been looking up, you know, apartments.com, all these things. The government sponsored ones, just the lines take so long that they're not realistic, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have kids. If you, you know, if you're not disabled, if you're just, you know, a homeless person and uh, that's it. Like <laughs> you're at the back of the line and you're not getting into a place. Mm. Okay, um, so the goal first is to find an affordable house, yeah, yeah. apartment. Hopefully, you know, five hundred bucks. Then he has five hundred bucks for food. He can get groceries. What about employment? Know? Is that a goal or that's that's yeah. the goal? But uh, I think first too, he's just been on the streets for like twenty years, and like when you don't wake up and brush your teeth and get to take a shower mm-hmm. and. It's a whole thing of just being in society. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing some shit over here. Rushing um, his dentures. I, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, once he can kind of get into the groove of things, then, you know, definitely find a job. We can uh, we can figure that's, something out. That's what interesting. Of, like, not you know, like, sorry to cut you, Gio, but just, um, you know, thinking about the concept of rejoining society and what that means. We take for granted the, ev- everything that we do, you know, wake up in our beds, turn over, grab our phones, go Instagram, on to social media, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, shit shower change, whatever. We don't think about, you know, the fact that these are things that are 
you know, they're afforded to us because we're, we're members of society. Hell yeah. But if you become part of the fringe group, your whole world changes, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to get used to doing something like that again. So like, you know, what's, what does your everyday look like now, Barry? Like, what does your everyday look like now? Like, you know, so, since you've, you know. Um, well, because if you're thinking of employment mm -hmm. and you started the life of luxury in being homeless and not having responsibilities, are you like, are you now on a daily grind to get back and being prepared to work in a full day? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to have. I'm Maybe gonna, job training. No, I'm going to have to find some type of um, um, help as far as counseling because I've gotten out of thinking how to do something constructive. I, I need some re-entry type of counseling because, you know, I, I don't know what it feels or what what the thoughts that think to establish a good goal. Okay. I don't know those Oh, thoughts. trust me, Barry. There's a lot of people uh, who are supposedly functional that don't know how to set goals either. You are not alone. But but the, but the fact that you have the forethought that you want mm -hmm. life reentry training, yeah. you know, to be able to, you know, because, you know, I was saying to my friends last night that, or my team, that, you know, we're all one thing away from being in your position. Mm -hmm. You know, if you work at a factory and you have an arm amputated, you can no longer work at the factory mm -hmm. now, or you don't have health insurance or now you can't, now you take time off, so now you can't pay your rent. I mean, there's literally like the way life it deals these cards. The people listening at home or in the luxury of their cars or on their phones right now are one situation away from being where you are. So the fact that you have the forethought to say, look, I need to mentally prepare for it is amazing. So what are the steps you're going to take to get prepared for it? Because you got health insurance now, right? Do you got Kaiser? What you got? Um, Medicare. 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 Okay. Medicare. That's that Midwest. Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that do you do you guys think that Trump's doing enough for homeless people? You know, I'm not really into politics, so I I really can't answer that. I don't know what he's doing. I have no. I know a lot of people are backlashing him. A lot of people um are for him, obviously because he's in office. But then I, I I couldn't answer that because I don't follow politics. Oh, well, let me ask him this before you answer, Cody. Before yeah, you answer, yeah. if there's if if for whatever reason we could get this clip to Trump, what would you want Trump to do for people who are homeless? Mm. Mm, that's a hard one. Just have have sympathy. Just just I don't think he's very good at that. Just be real. You know, have a heart. You know, whatever he can do, whatever, whatever, have a heart, you know. But speaking of Trump, you know, um, and I told Cody this once before, believe it or not, sometimes in, in my situation, behind that car was on the ground, I bet I get a better night's sleep <laughs> on that ground <laughs> than he does in Ooh. that $1,000 uh, sleeper mattress he's sleeping in because, you know, he, he, he has a lot to worry about. So, you know, he's tossing and turning, tossing and turning. You know, I, and you're just sleeping like um, a dove. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I probably get a better night's sleep than he does. That was interesting. Dope. That was Cody, what were you going to say? Uh, man, I, I want to say a million things, but uh, let's piggyback off that real quick. Uh that's why I'm saying Barry's got that amazing perspective. Um, but it is still tough when you, you know, he's painting a really beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of, you know, ah, just there are bugs and there are fucking mice and there are fucking rat, rat dude. It's, uh, it's not pretty. But 
Barry has that amazing perspective that I do not think Trump has. Um, but <laughs> that being said, um, Mr. Bear, we were talking about Instagram and, you know, is he staying up to date with politics? He doesn't really even know anything about Trump. He's kind of still in the L.A. riot time period, he was saying. Mm. Uh, like that was kind of the last political news he was kind of keeping up with when I was talking to him, asking him, um, so what are the steps to, you know, getting a job? It, like I said, get into the apartment, kind of just realize what the hell is going on nowadays, just so you can, you know, be a citizen again. And then we can find a job. I know we can, you know, um, <clears throat> and the job will come quicker if we get into this apartment quicker. You know, I think that's the main, uh, you just get stuck on a loop when you live homeless and you have no money, you know. Mm. Um, uh, not because, uh, but speaking of rats, they're not—they're <laughs> not necessarily vermin. Some of them are human. <laughs> Let me ask you, Barry. Before, a lot of them are human. Barry, before uh, before you got into this unfortunate situation in your life, what was your dreams and goals and admirations? What what was it that you saw yourself doing or being at this age that you are now? Before um, this, an interior designer. Really? Wow! Yeah, I was going to be an interior designer. That was my goal. I used to um, work for this guy. His name was Jack Stevens. His credits included All About Eve. He did The Lady Sing the Blues. Mm. He did The Great Race. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I worked with him. And, you know, and after his death, then that's how I, when I hooked up with Norwood Young, which was, um, it is what it is. I'm not going to down backlash nobody. It is what it is. But he, he was a nice person for, for what it was. Gotcha. But I was going to be an interior design designer. Um, it's never I, too late. I wanted to be a lot of things. I wanted, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know that people appreciated my art until now. You know, because I learned how to draw in jail thirty years ago, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I never did draw until I went back to jail. Mm -hmm. You know, but then I used to hustle the streets, and then I got too old for the hustling, and I was just out one day while I was panhandling, while I was drawing while I was panhandling, and I saw the the attention that I got for my artwork. Hey, did you draw that? Hey, did you draw that? And so forth. So I started bringing my work, and it started selling itself. I would love to see your artwork. Oh, I should have brought what, some. What type of stuff do you draw? I do anything. Anything. I do anything. Yeah, drawing, painting. Yeah. yeah. They're amazing. Really? Um, we, I don't know how we should have brought them. Um, we can easily send well, you Well, Cody, do you have stuff. Instagram? Uh, yeah. Have you yeah. ever taken a picture of any yeah. of his artwork? He, he does. We have three pictures on his Instagram. but You uh, have Instagram too, Barry. Yeah. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Barry, you're on Instagram? Yeah. Okay, because listen, what we're going to do is we're going to put your Instagram up when we do the show. So people are going to be following you. And listen, I'm... I'm not just going to just have you come on the show and leave and then that's it. Like when I tell you we're going to follow what yeah, you're doing, man. I'm going to call a couple people and see what I could do because, you know, the thing that I, I learned from you, Cody, was it's not that I didn't know it, but it just reminded me that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. Pay we're, it forward. We're, we're all in, this, in, a, in a place where we can help 
somebody. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to help me monetarily, but your story is helping me as a human being. And the Mm -hmm. same with you. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. this was an Uber ride to Malibu. Mm -hmm. I never talked to Uber driver. I just never talked to because, (laughs) like like the lady the other day that got in and she smelled so bad, I wanted to just say, you're getting a one star. (laughs) But you know, you know, you, you, you started talking about your own ambitions, Cody, as an actor, an inspiring actor, and having gone to, you know, UC um, Santa Barbara, and then moved to LA to pursue oh, acting. Gotcha. And I'm in the industry, and you're in. The, I'm on TV, and you're working to get on TV. And then just in that conversation, it led to you speaking more about Very. him. And I thought that was um, it was it was rare for LA because I feel like. LA people don't really care about each other. No. It's, nah. It's tragic, Unless man. we can give each other something. Yeah. I, I, I like to say New York, because yeah, I lived in New York. New York is hard on the body. LA is hard on the soul. Mm, it's true. real challenge out here. So true. I, I also think there are good and bad people everywhere. You know, um, if you want to link up with some salty people because you're a salty person yourself, that's... You're going to you find that You're going to find that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like if you're just... If you just stay good natured as much as possible, you try to help fucking talk to people, you know, be open minded. One reason why I love California, West Side, just progressive thought, you know. Mm-hmm. I am from Missouri. It can be backwards a lot of the time back there. You look like you fit in very well in California. <laughs> in Cali- like oh, I know. you surf. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm stereotyping, I'm but it's cute. Snowboard, all the bro activities. All uh, the bro activities. Bro act- <laughs> I am professional bro. That is my thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> trying to break out of that typecast, but <laughs> probably will never. Um, <laughs> it's working. It <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The goal, honestly, uh, if you want to do the interior design, you know, um, the goal was, you know, make it onto a big set. Hopefully, do well myself, and then bring Hammer along. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's uh, get that success. You know, Cody is my guardian angel. Speaking of guardian angels, wow. he does look like. The version of Jesus Christ. Jesus, <laughs> that's Jesus. Maybe brother, Jesus Steve mixed with Christ. Thor. I can. <laughs> that's Jesus' brother, Steve Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Jesus. He the one without the powers, though. <laughs> Cody, I think you're gonna make it in in LA. I think you're gonna be doing. Yeah. You're gonna do just fine. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm gonna save this interview to say we found him first. Yeah. A white boy uh, with swag. Right. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. No. Oh, and so, God. so before you know, I've never done this on the show, but I'm gonna ask people you know, to reach out to you to help. So where can they reach you? Like, what, do you have an email address or something where people can email you? Dude, if anybody wants to help on this project, yeah, send me an email. Um, it is just my name with a period um, in between. So Cody, C-O-D-Y dot Medler, M-E-D-L-E-R at yahoo.com. Think like meddling kids, Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn those meddling kids, yep. Yeah, um, so I think I'm, I'm going to encourage people to reach out. I'm going to encourage people to help. And like I said, I'm going to do my part, and we're going we're gonna to film some more stuff, and we're going to see where this journey goes. And, I mean, I just appreciate, you know, what you guys gave to us. If we can use our little platform, we do have a million followers, and we do have lots of people that tune in, and I'm sure people are going to share, share, share this. But uh, I just appreciate you guys coming yes, out and telling your story. Dude, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Like I said, man, this is uh, – this blew my mind. I've uh, – Man, if people could uh, rally behind this, I think we could do a lot, you know? We got to get Barry out the car wash. We got to get him out into a place, exactly. And because the car wash, after 20 years, the car wash is getting ready to close um, in November. Oh, Oh, geez, we got to get you out of there before then. It was going to close in um, July, but they extended it to November. So I got until November to be back there, you know, because um, once the car wash is closed, I don't know what I'm going to do because, like I say, I sleep... While they're there, that's mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm sleeping. Well, I'm gonna tell Gio how he can help. So Gio, if you call Joel and them and you say Jason and Melissa and I want to host 
the live music event on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. we're going to do that. I'm going to get up there on stage and tell people to pull out their money. Mm-hmm. We can start with that. I will, that would be great. Okay. That would be great. That's, that's one thing. The second thing is I'm Ooh. going to call my friend Richard, who owns Fashion Nova, and Fashion Nova Man, and I'm going to see what resources we can get to you know, the clothes and maybe some other resources to help you get stable. Because, again, it's, you know, my I had a bad experience with somebody homeless once where I, uh, they asked for money. I gave them money, and I literally watch them go buy drugs. And I said at that point, I'm never giving money away again Mm because I know how hard I work for it. Mm -hmm. But just like every black person that may rob you on the street, every homeless person is not a drug addict that's trying to get money to go and get Mm -hmm. drugs. So this has kind of helped me say, okay, whatever I can do to help, it doesn't cost me a thing to pick up the phone and make a couple calls, um, but I'm going to definitely help. And... um, and I know that yeah. Melissa has a heart. And a lot of resources. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm right there with Jason where I'm going to use all of my my resources and whatnot to assist in any way possible. Appreciate it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and not just for Barry. You know, Cody. because you are so, I don't even know the word to you. I ain't met nobody in L.A. that's nice like you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Maybe you and Melissa can have a blunt. Do you have, talk about later. Let me ask you a question. Do you have an agent? Uh, no agent right now. Okay. We could probably help you out with that. We could probably help you with that. We could probably help you with that. So it's yeah. not just help Barry, but it's help both of you because we got to get MC Hammer back on his feet. Damn. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just. Uh, now I got to go call Norwood. I'm going to do MC Hammer now. <laughs> That's okay, but you still live and you still standing, and we Amen appreciate you. One. You know, ever since I saved money uh, creating a remote work system and not having an actual office, you know, and investing in my people, Mm. we actually have been uh, doing really well with Stamps.com, using it to mail all of our packages, our merchandise. Mm -hmm. Um, And for those of you wondering what merchandise I'm talking about, you can go to thehollywoodunlocked.com slash shop and you can see our entire store. I love the merch you guys have. Yes. It's so cute. Giovanni Army shirt's coming soon. You need Gio Army shirts and you need Curve Queen. I'm telling you, you guys are missing opportunity. Hashtag, yeah. Geo Army and hashtag Curve Queen, mm-hmm. and we'll talk after the show. And the back is going to say, oh, Lord. Yeah, okay. Well, Whatever. anyways, uh, right. <laughs> but um, to get the merchandise there on time, people, we use stamps.com. And that's just what the company that I like, that I've seen is the most convenient. Okay. And that we suggest you use too. All right. Well, we are offering you guys a, a special offer. Right now, use Unlocked. Um, go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Unlocked. That's stamps.com and enter Unlocked. And you will re- you'll receive $55 of free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. And the scale is to measure... Mail packages, packages that you are mailing out, not your package. I right. know you guys. I so, know you so, guys. So listen, there are different types of packages. There's one between my legs, but oh it doesn't God. require That's what stamps.com. I meant. Listen, I about listen, listen, folks, don't wait. Go to stamps.com and before you do anything else, click where, Melissa? Click on the micro- or the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Unlocked. unlocked. You've been blessed, people. Mm-hmm. We'll let you guys have the last words and then we're going to sign off. Um... You wanna- hey, all I can say is it gets greater later. We really like that saying. It gets greater later. It gets greater later. He's got a lot of things. Um, hey, tell him about the equalizer, the rock and the sock. Oh, well, I have um, a big boulder rock mm-hmm. that I keep in a sock. You know, that's, that's my equalizer. That's my defense against anybody who accosts me. Mm-hmm. Well, after this guy took his dentures... I, I never had seen this rock in a sock before, you know, but like once the dentures were taken, Barry was like, all right, 
I'm not fucking around anymore, man. Mary like, don't play that. If somebody's taking my other <laughs> don't play that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, All right, cool. Well, we appreciate you guys coming out and telling your story. We're going to make sure your Instagrams are up there. We're going to yeah. follow Barry on Instagram from Hollywood Unlocked. Yeah. So we can see what the hell, hell yeah. Barry's doing every day. And um, just thank you again. Now I got to call Norwood and be like, Barry was on the show and your name got dropped. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're out of here. Peace. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much.